one of our favourites here at SEN. She's been a big part of AFL Nation and SEN for a number of years. She is a superstar, both as a player and as a football analyst, and then as an assistant coach. I'm speaking of Daisy Pearce, who was announced yesterday as the head coach in the AFLW, the West Coast Eagles. And honestly, no real surprise. We were waiting for some type of announcement where she becomes a head coach, and it is here, and she joins us right now. Daisy, congratulations. Oh, thanks, Cam. Yeah, um, really exciting day. Um, and, yeah, dream come true, really, to be coaching a AFLW side and, yeah, to head over to the West um, for a massive club that's, um, yeah, not not been at the level that they would have liked to have performed so far in AFLW, but um, with plenty of tools and good things going for it, I'm just super excited to get in and get to work and get to know these girls a bit more um, intimately than what I have from watching from afar. How did you find the process? Uh, we always assumed at some point you were going to step in and continue to be a, a head coach, be it AFLW or, or AFL men's, but how have you found the process to, to end up as the Eagles coach? Yeah, oh, it's something um, that I've weighed up a couple of times, like that decision of whether to jump into coaching um, at AFLW level and at a senior level or whether to get experience elsewhere and um, obviously last year made the decision to take up the opportunity with Belong, which I was super grateful for, um, to get into the, the men's program and learn from some industry leaders in terms of Chris Scott and Steve Hocking, Nigel Lappin, who I worked really closely with, and all their other coaches. It was just an invaluable experience and sort of made that decision at the time on a, on a number of levels, like balancing other career opportunities I had with the media, um, you know, financially and from a family perspective, the ability to work part-time um, in women's footy is a tricky one, and um, whereas there is a bit more opportunity part-time in men's. Um, but then just purely, and this was the biggest one from an experience point of view, um, understanding the responsibility it is as senior coach when you take on not just a playing group, but a, a whole program as well. I really watched and admired how hard mixed in ear our coach at Melbourne during my playing days worked to um, develop every single one of the players on his list, but also manage and coordinate a, a big group of part-time staff. So um, having seen the amount of work he did and um, absolutely loving him as a coach, I probably lived in a space of, oh, I'm need to make sure that I can manage everything that he did to the level he did before I, I take on a group because I know that as a player your time even if you have a long career it's so short and I, I kind of felt this responsibility that you don't want to mm. um, take on that because then the clock is ticking for those players so that that was kind of the view that I had and I, I wanted to go and feel as much experience as I could and I mean in, in one year um, I got a lot of experience, but I certainly didn't le learn everything. So this change in path isn't a case of, oh, now I'm I'm ticked off all those boxes and I'm ready to go. It's more just maybe a a, a different perspective and it, it's seeing um, the way that Chris Scott and his program was run was learning that um, to be a senior coach, you, you don't have to be everything to everyone um, all the time. And if you've got a good team of people around you and support and resourcing from a club point of view, then you can yeah set it up so that you can empower the, the people that you work with to, to get what needs to be done, done. So I think that was probably the biggest change is um, 
yeah, coming to a place of knowing that I've got enough strengths that um, I can get going and that those strengths align with what West Coast are really looking for and needing. And the rest, I'm just going to have to work out as I go. I'm not going to know everything and I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to work really hard to learn from them and, um, yeah, try and prioritise the things that are most important in the meantime. Just based on that, you've been an intelligent football player for a long time, a very intelligent football person when we get to see you in the media sense for a long time. How much did you learn going into in the last 12 months, part of that, that fabulous Geelong culture and, and club? How much did you learn or how much did you tangibly feel you, you learned from or around football just in that 12 months with them that, you know, we already know how smart you are as a player, but football as a whole. Oh, heaps, heaps. But it, it, some of the, I learned a whole lot at Melbourne as well yep. um, in that program. Like I've been so lucky to be at two uh, clubs that have different strengths and different challenges, um, but have both had success in the time that I've been around the place. So I, I learn a heap. Um, and I guess the biggest thing is, I mean, naively you come out of Melbourne thinking, oh, that's how footy is done <laughs> and that's how footy clubs are run. Um and and because it's a successful one, you think, oh, that must be the way. Um, and then you get to Geelong and you realise, oh, that's one way. <laughs> um, so I, I think the biggest learning is just to see um, the contrast and to see that there are different ways of doing things and every club are going to have challenges and things that they're looking to improve and different strengths. And to go to Geelong um, and get amongst that, it was it's a very it, it was a different club culturally in a lot of ways, but it's kind of like allowed me to compare and, and pick out the bits that I think are strengths from both. Whereas coming out of Melbourne, you sort of only know one way. Yeah. You think that is the, the way. Um, but yeah, that I think the biggest learnings, like I said, is that um, empowerment of good people um, and the, you know, Chris's ability to um, really go after the things that are his strengths and important to him, but then letting the good people around him do their job well. I think that that's the biggest takeaway. But then, you know, from a pure technical point of view, yeah, just the immersement in a program that is full-time um, and 24 weeks of the season and developmentally at a level that's a, a little bit further ahead. Like, I, I learned so much Um and then, you know, then you go to AFLW and it's at a different level. And the, the games, I think, will be always different. They're, they're, they're going to be, there's going to be football and there'll be similarities, but there'll be different things that you need to bring to the fore. But, um, yeah, just from that pure scrutinising and analysing to a, a deeper level because of the, the, the luxury of time and resourcing that you have in a men's program, I learnt a heap. And now it's um, yeah going back into a program that's part time, and being able to you know you you might not be able to achieve everything that I saw being achieved in a men's program last year purely from a time perspective, but working out which are the really crucial bits that you you can go after. Before we touch on the Eagles and the list and and going forward, I will ask you: you've only been retired. Less than twelve months, days. There's no player coach in this, is there? We're not going to see you don the Eagles <laughs> colours on field. Well, that's the girls were already getting stuck into me yesterday. The players about how I did the press conference in footy socks and match day shorts or something like that. And I, um, I said, "Oh, it is going to take a little bit for me to still give up on the dream." But um, no, nah, no, nah, definitely not. Okay. I, I think my hands are going to be well and truly full 
um, from a coaching perspective, such is the level that AFLW has gotten to. And it's in a, a really interesting time in its evolution in terms of, you know, it is a part-time semi-professional sport, but um, the players of themselves and um, the footy industry and the, the onlookers have a professional expectation. So it's it's in a real um, phase of transition that is uh, tricky and demanding and um, so I'll definitely have my hands full and on top of that the game is just getting so powerful and fast and I was never necessarily gifted athletically or with many fast pitch muscle fibres so um, no nah, I'll take my footy socks off in a couple <laughs> of weeks and just put the coach hat on I think. Daisy Pierce joins us uh, the new head coach of the West Coast Eagles in the AFLW is I think a lot of people would know, Days, and you did allude to, it hasn't been overly successful on field for the West Coast Eagles in, in recent seasons. When you look at their list, when you evaluate evaluate the list and you have a look at where the strengths and the weaknesses lie, is it one that you think you can turn around relatively quickly? Um, oh, I'm definitely not going to make any grand statements yep. about where we can get. Like, given I, I'm too two days in and I we, we just need to see what we've got. Like mm-hmm. I think you make your assessments from a distance and I've done a lot of work kind of getting to know um, through talking to where they see their list at um, in terms of the list management and um, the coaches that are there. And But I'm coming in with a pretty open mind about what we've got. Like I, I'm as excited as everyone else is about what Ella Roberts can do and Charlie Thomas, who was the first All-Australian um, last uh, last season and won our best and fairest. So there's there's players like that, Bella Lewis, another one, um, Warren Wackfell. Like got a lot of talent that I'm as excited as anyone about. But I'm also keen to get in and see what else we've got. Like yeah. I'm I'm going to bring a really open mind about um, where players can get to and where they might play. Um, and I think yeah, I'll use the time in the first few months to just not get too narrow in my thinking about. A, where people's capacity sits, B, where they're going to play, and then C, when you add all those things together, where we might get to as a team. But I think um, just from an environment point of view, just um, coming in and showing great care and passion for the sport, like I think that's probably where we'll get the biggest upswing initially. Like these girls are, um, yeah, I think... The thing they're most excited about is not that I'm going to come in with any grand game plan or, um, you know, I'm not going to reinvent football and that that's not their expectation of me is the sense I get early on. Like they, um, yeah, are just really excited to have someone so passionate about the sport and, you know, I, I'll probably go too far at times. Like I care about the people in my, my footy club like a family, so... Um, yeah, that's what I really valued in the good coaches I have, and I hope that I can become that for these girls. I don't think in that sense, and what you were talking about with yourself and passion and excitement, I don't think there is any way you can go too far in a situation <laughs> such as a football club, and there's no doubt the girls are incredibly excited for a, a perfectly great reason. I will ask you, though, because it's, it's a busy time. I'm assuming you've started work because we're in trading period, of course. The draft isn't too far away. Are you Are you smack bang into it? Yeah, um, particularly with the sensitivity around the the, the transition from Geelong. Like yeah. I, I, I say it, I've said it a few times, and I mean it. Like I was genuinely um, excited and being challenged in the role that I was doing. Um, I just started work as academy coordinator for the first to third year boys, and um, was yeah just getting to know that those players that we'd brought in at Geelong. So I was 
you know, had my hands full and was invested there. And it was sort of like a really quick switch now into this mode. So it's, it's, um, we've got ground to make up, which isn't ideal from the sense of like getting to know and and learn all those conversations that they've been having from a, a list management point of view at West Coast. But, um, yeah, hence was the, the rationale between a bit of a flurry and a quick transition is capitalising on these last couple of days that are in the trade and then having a bit more time leading into the draft. So, um, yeah, I, I've got plenty of meetings lined up this afternoon, ready to just go <laughs> into the into the vault and, um, yeah, get up to speed with where we're at. But that being said... Um, you know, I, I sort of have a practical and pragmatic view of this trade period and, and the draft. I, I'm excited about what we've got to work with that's already on our list and we're going to explore and, and people already are exploring ways of improving our list. And Geordie, our list manager, Michelle Cow, and they've done a lot of work in this space already. But I'm not desperate to go out and find things that are going to make us improve. If there's a way to improve our list, we're, we're open to conversations and we're having them. But... The work, the good work that we can do is with what we've got and that's where my energy is going to be focused. If we get um, our environment right and a happy playing group most of the time and <laughs> our on-field performance um, to a more competitive level, well then I think that's where we tip our energy and it makes this time next year a whole lot easier. So whilst I'm going to play a part in the list management stuff, I think my biggest focus is all that other stuff and making this time next year Hopefully a much um, yeah easier easier process. Can't wait for it. It's a great deal of excitement. I, I will ask you, though, what the AFLW off-season means for Daisy Pearce. Channel 7, of course, I'm biased, of course, being a, a Channel 7 person as well. Is there an opportunity to be involved in the West Coast Eagles men's program? What does it look like outside of AFLW with such a drastic geographical move to West Australia? Yeah, I, I think, um, well... For starters, my role is um, purely within AFLW, and that's where my commitment is um, at the club. And it's it's a part-time program at the moment, but as a senior coach, it's a full-time investment. Mm. And with the way that the CBA changed this year to 12-month contracts for our players, which is a really positive step, um, I can only see that increasing. So um, the off-season, whilst there's space in it at the moment, um, I think that that will gradually fill and that that will be a positive thing as hopefully the season grows and um, the professionalism of the sport increases in terms of the commitment of hours and resourcing, that kind of thing. And it's heading in that direction. So I anticipate that that will continue. Um, But also I think that's where you make a lot of your your real gains, especially for a team that is trying to close the gap on the bigger teams. Like we're going to work pretty hard in that you know, February through May period before the official pre-season begins. So um, with the 12-month contract, you've now got the ability to to really utilise that time um, in a structured way. So uh, even though it's the off-season, we're going to be really, really busy throughout that time. I, You know, if there's any way that I can stay involved with Channel 7 and and the, the media work around that, I'll definitely explore it. It's a conversation that... Carrie O'Keefe and Lewis Martin, who have been, you know, so supportive of me before this and in making this decision. So, yeah, if I can stay involved, I, I would love to because the privilege of commentating and working in media um, isn't lost on me. It's been awesome and, and a thrill. But, yeah, my, my commitment and priority now will have to become 
um, my team at West Coast. But the the men's question, just to go back to that, like, yeah, my role sits in women's. I don't have a, a role in an official capacity, but um, I expect to, you know, really learn from and share ideas with all the coaches in the men's program and I hope that, you know, we, we do quickly get to that point where we've got a working relationship where there is that idea sharing and learning from the different strengths of each program, which I think, um, yeah, when you can get to that point, that's what true integration is and where more of the good, the good clubs are heading with their men's and women's programs. Absolutely. I, I think I speak for everyone days when I say this, for someone who, who knows you or listens to you or has watched you play or seen what you've been able to do in the world of footy so far. There is not one person surprised by the announcement yesterday around the head coaching job of the West Coast Eagles. And I have no doubt that everyone absolutely expects you to continue to excel in that new role and your new football journey. So thank you for finding some time. I know how busy you are today and over the next couple of days. Appreciate it. We all love you here at SEN and at Channel 7. And we can't wait to uh, see what you do AFLW at the West Coast Eagles. Thanks, Cam. And yeah, I, I should say thank you to everyone at SEN for their support too. And um, the role that they've played in my development as well. So Thank you to you and Hutchie and the rest of the team as well. Daisy Pierce, thank you. Superstar, like absolute superstar. As I said there, it doesn't really matter if you know her personally, if you played against her, or if you coached her or you worked with her or you just simply sat at home and listened to her speak about football. The odds of her excelling in her new role at the Eagles are going to be very, very high. She's going to be very good quickly.